0: This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Hey.
1: Well, good morning everyone, and welcome
2: to our Zoom service. On the first Sunday in February, and uh, I do have—we do have some uh, some birthdays. We have uh, Dora White; uh, has got a birthday, had a birthday yesterday, uh, today, today, today. And um, uh, we have uh, uh, Murray Elliott, who's got a birthday tomorrow, and Charlotte Kenny has a birthday this this week. So, uh, Linda, if you could lead us in uh, singing happy birthday to all of these people, that'd be great.
3: And
2: may each of you have uh, Many more. Um, this morning, as we go into the service, I, I, I want to we go into the call to worship. But I want to uh, say that um, uh, Joel has a really good course this morning that is entirely um, on the uh, Uh, Psalm 136. And so I just wanted to make that known to everybody. We'll be doing that in a few minutes. Our call to worship is from Isaiah chapter six. And Isaiah is really confronted head on by the presence of God. And it reads this way In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the master sitting on the throne, and his train filled the temple. And angels hovered over him, calling back and forth to each other. Holy, holy is God of the angel armies. His glory fills the earth. The world is using language that is corrupt, says Isaiah. Then one of the angels held a live coal, and he touched my mouth with the coal, saying, Look, this coal has touched your lips. Gone is your guilt. Your sins are wiped out. The Master then said, Whom shall I send? Who shall go for us? And I spoke up, says Isaiah, and I'll go, send me. Let us pray. Gracious God, this morning as we come to you, we are mindful of the fact that you've called us all. And though we feel isolated, to a great measure, and we don't have uh, much interaction except on our Zoom service and through telephone, we ask you, Lord, today that you would be with us, that your Holy Spirit would encourage us. We're so grateful that the person of the Holy Spirit has come and is among us and is in our hearts and in our interaction, our worship, for all of these things, we give you thanks. Lord, this morning, as we, as we think of you and as we talk about you and as we reflect on your goodness, we ask, Lord, that you'd be with us, that you'd forgive our sins, that you'd forgive us from anything that we've done wrong, that we would walk worthy of your name and your person in us, We ask now that you guide us in everything that we say and do this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we do confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us, to cleanse us all that we with all that we have done wrong. Blessed be his holy name. Our gathering song is going to be led by Linda, and it's in your hymn book. It's one of the Psalms, The Steadfast Love of the Lord Never Ceases, number 20 in your hymn book. Linda, Um, this morning as we continue our worship, the children's song is uh, number—it's forever. It's called "Forever," but it's based on Psalm 136, and the words are powerful. They're there on your screen, and you can sing it with uh, with Joel and family. Joel.
3: Love love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm. His love endures forever for the life that has been reborn. His love endures forever. Sing praise. forever forever from the rising to the setting
2: you joel forever god is faithful and he is always with us never leaves us nor forsakes us i love the uh, poem uh, that you have uh, pr- all received uh, why are you so afraid by uh, ken Pilcher, pilcher and with the assurance of jesus i am always with you why do you have doubts and fears why do the storms of life shake us god has promised to come to you to abide in you to give you peace, to guide you, to stand between you and your fears, and to keep whatever you commit to Him. Trials, temptations, disappointments come to everyone, but Jesus is able to keep us safe and to keep us strong. Then hold fast to Him and be not afraid. Of course, that fits in with the, uh, with the, uh, um, the uh, the message that I have this morning and thank you Elaine for uh, finding it it's a good one and we ought to pray it and we ought to use it as a reminder as often as we can. <clears throat> um, our German story is, is to do with fishing and uh, a little while ago it was quite a while ago now but uh, but uh, both uh, Caleb and, and Isla uh, we're out fishing, and uh, fishing is a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of people right now, actually, as we speak, over here on the uh, river, the Ottawa River, ice fishing. The ice has become quite thick. Uh, it's about, uh, well, they started fishing after it was a, a foot and a half deep, and I think it's about two and a half feet deep now in most places along the, along the water, but uh, it's it's a pile of fun to go fishing. But you know, fishing is only satisfying if you catch a, catch a fish. <laughs> How many of you been there? You've been fishing for quite a while and no fish. Uh, I've had that happen many times. But along the Ottawa River here, it's pretty good. Um, we seem to be able to catch fish along here and the uh, fishermen down along this area uh the 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 river narrows and where it narrows fishing's even better um, fishing is a lot of fun and jesus calls in the story of the um the story this morning in luke saint luke's gospel chapter five he tells them to his disciples to um uh first of all let him into the boat because the crowds were getting so large that nobody was, uh, uh, that, that there was no room for Jesus. And so he asks his disciples, he says, uh, Guys, do you think I can get into your boat? And uh, of course, you know as well as I do that your voice carries if the wind is blowing the right way. Uh, and Jesus knew how to use the elements to, in his favor. But in this case, he teaches a lesson. To all the people that were there to of course the disciples who were fish had been fishing all night and caught nothing uh and here they are and jesus says to them i want you to launch out into the deep part of the water and so they do i'm sure peter and one of the other reports from the um, from the gospels peter's saying you know we fished all night and got nothing doesn't say it in this particular one but they go out and to their amazement there's not only a lot of fish but it's breaking their nets and so they ask for some help from their from another one of the boats who are kind of listening to Jesus some of their uh, co-fishermen and they come over and they help them out and and the, the, the catch is huge it's in our terminology it's large and uh, you know God is I think preparing his church for something large I really do and I say to all of you this morning uh, make sure that you cash in on this as we well you know we might see an end to this I mean we've said this for uh, two years now almost (laughs) but um, but we might see a, a, a certainly a curtailing of this Uh, time of COVID, but we need to pray that God would make this an opportunity for us, all of us, to join together, recognizing that his church is, is people. It's not just a building, it's people. We've certainly learned that during this COVID season, but we need to also make sure that we understand that the greatest days for the church may be just ahead Let's, say, let's make that our prayer, that it would happen. I will make you fish, fishing for people. And that's exactly what he's able to do through all of us, especially during this time that of isolation. Let us pray. For all our children and the teachers, for the police officers who are out on the front lines today and the last week and a half, uh, let us pray. Dear God, I pray that you'll protect our children as they go back, as they're back in school. The teachers, Lord, protect them. Lord, also protect those that are uh, the police that are trying to keep some semblance of order on Parliament Hill and in around it. I pray, Lord, that you would somehow bring some kind of of uh, an opportunity for uh, people to understand that we are in a difficult time, and it seems the politicians have turned a, a calloused, closed ear. Lord, may they be listening to your people, but also listening most of all to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our prayer today is found on the screen there. Prepare our hearts, O God. Test our thoughts, and our deeds, and the way we should walk, may we not be afraid to venture deeper, but launch ourselves fully into your work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, I'm going to ask um, Michelle to read from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, Growing Deeper
1: and Living Larger. Good morning. Good morning. Verses 1 to 11. Jesus chooses his first disciples. Jesus was standing on the shore of Lake Genesrae, teaching the people as they crowded around him to hear God's message. Near the shore, he saw two boats left there by some fishermen who had gone to wash their nets. Jesus got into the boat that belonged to Simon and asked him to row it out a little way from the shore. Then Jesus sat down in the boat to teach the crowd. When Jesus had finished speaking, he told Simon, row the boat out into the deep water and let your nets down to catch some fish. Master, Simon answered, we have worked hard all night long and have not caught a thing. But if you tell me to, I will let the nets down. They did it and caught so many fish that their nets began to fall rip apart. Then they signaled for their partner in the other boat to come and help them. The men came and together they filled the two boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this happen, he knelt down in front of Jesus and said, Lord, don't come near me. I am a sinner. Peter and everyone with him were completely surprised at all the fish that they had caught. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were surprised too. Jesus told Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. The men pulled their boats up on the shore. Then they left everything and went with Jesus.
2: Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate that. Growing deeper, living larger. Growing deeper is something uh, most people feel uncomfortable doing. And that requires us to, uh, and especially in, in terms of our relationships. But the thing we need to note is that um, the, that all of us need to understand that living de- growing deeper can't work unless we choose to grow ourselves, grow deeper in Christ. Um, we will be rewarded when when we understand that we can't hover on the surface of living life, we need to also understand that uh, we won't be rewarded unless we do grow deeper and understand that the commission that we've been given is larger than we can possibly imagine. My uh, sister-in-law uh, sent me this caption uh, that was kind of funny. It said, uh, you, you may be weigh, weighing more, but the, har- uh, the but, but the more you weigh, the harder you are to kidnap, <laughs> and I thought of that for a minute, and uh, so it says on the end of it. So stay safe, eat cake. Well, all of us are there. Uh, uh, if you haven't been putting on a weight, you're you're one of the few that isn't, um, because all of us need to understand that um, this time of of um, of uh, COVID has all kinds of serendipities, it also has a lot of liabilities. But I want us to uh, think of the words by Gilman Doyle, and I think he has, he's an American author and quite a good one, but I think he was onto something when he suggested that sometimes bravery is simply putting, choosing to take the next step without fully knowing the path ahead. Sometimes bravery is simply choosing to take the next step without knowing for sure the path ahead. So the way we are willing to go deeper will ultimately define us. Every one of us are in that boat. In this account of Jesus teaching by the water, uh, he was making such an impact that the crowd kept getting larger. You gotta understand, that everything was word of mouth. They didn't have some kind of a public address system that they could draw upon. There was no no sense in which, you know, people could get the word out any other way but word of mouth. And so here's this crowd growing larger and larger because Jesus' reputation had gone before him. And so all of us are here today and we're a crowd. Uh, we're not a large crowd, but we're a crowd. And we've all gathered together to learn a little bit more about Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Next Sunday will be communion. And um, I want us all to think about that in light of this. So Jesus climbs into a boat because he knew that his voice would travel far better out on the water, and as it was it was while he was teaching the people that he really used an object lesson that was so close at hand and so he turns to Peter he's trying to teach that you need to grow deeper in your faith with God to grow deeper in your relationships with others and it's hard to do that right now I have to say it's the hardest thing that I experience because I'm I still feel I'm the pastor but on the other hand I feel like my 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 opportunity to touch others is limited, far more limited than I'm usually used to. I can't go and touch people. I can't lay hands on people. I can't, but I can encourage them from day to day. Here's something that Jesus used as a moment of teaching. He shows them how to operate at that moment. This was a teachable moment. And so when the disciples drop their nets, it's into some deep waters. If they were by the Sea of Galilee, then waters go out deep quickly. And I've been there. Uh, But the catch was so large they needed help. Their nets nets were splitting. They had too much for their little boats. Got to understand, I wish I had a picture. I do have a picture somewhere of the little boats. I mean, they're long and and they're, but they're not too deep. They're not that narrow, but they're not too deep. And it makes it easy to pull the net in. Or so they thought. And then afterwards, Peter says to Jesus, I am not, I am not fit for your kingdom, Lord go away from me. I'm a sinful man. Jesus doesn't even respond to that. But he looks at them and he says to them, I will make you fishermen of people. Your nets may be splitting now, but the what you're going to harvest soon is far more than you can imagine. You see, I really believe that Jesus was saying from now on, as you become fishermen of people, your life is going to change. You see, it's, it, in this economy, in this time that we're living in, it's not enough to be net menders. It's not enough to be networkers. Though those are both important, it's not enough to be good fishermen. It's not even enough to have a, good, a great boat or a better boat than most other people have. Success with Jesus calls us to grow deeper into, the, into his presence and into his power. So going deeper is uncomfortable, we understand that. Peter's response says it all. Don't have anything to do with me. Peter was scared. He's scared now. At least all of us are scared now because we don't know what the future holds. Peter was scared and we are at a place where we are scared. Beloved, I, I really believe that we cannot reach audience audiences as preachers or singers or or songwriters unless we dive deep into the channels of our own emotions and our own pain bringing those emotions to the surface whatever your art form may be and that may be just giving somebody a telephone call we must all dig deeper and demand more from our energy we must demand more from our vulnerability We must go all in. And that's why Jesus says, don't be afraid. Secondly, it requires us to leave our nets, whatever that looks like. What stops us from experience our greatest hour? Fear. Fear. Fear from the unknown, especially now. I I feel sorry for people who are in the medical profession right now. I have a My wife is, is, and we think of Carol and Jimmy and many others who are in that field. We think of the teachers. But the fact is that going deeper requires us to think about our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, who knows exactly what you're going through because he had to go real deep to pay the full penalty for our sins. When the waves are rough, we need to understand that when the waves are rough and the sky is dark, when our boat springs a leak even and our nets tear, it causes us to live larger than we've lived before or we larger than we could have ever imagined. Thirdly, Jesus says, push out with me and leave your comfort zone and help And he helps us see the fields are ready for harvesting. The biggest catch of fish is just waiting to happen. And no matter what the sign for for Jesus is, his greatest sign is the fish. It really is a fish. You see them on the back of bumpers and, and people driving along, you'll see a fish. That's calling us to launch into the deeper level than we've ever been before. You see, the people in our villages are wanting to grow deeper. They just don't know how it can be done. And it won't be done by the preaching on Sundays, although that could help and will help. But the harvest will happen. But the depth of our faith will be seen. And we need to understand that the catch will have us experience life that is larger than we could have ever imagined, larger than than the, the, the vision that we could have, you see, because we're experiencing the fact that hundreds are floundering in our area larger than anything we can imagine. Let's wade into the water, grow deeper, have stronger nets and rescue the many who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. How else will they be filled unless they have a preacher? And how else will they be able to launch into deeper levels in their their lives unless we help them? I'll never forget the story of uh, Jim and Lillian Dixon. Uh, They were missionaries, became missionaries to Taiwan. For those of of you who may not know it, the gospel has been rich in Taiwan. Wonderful things uh, happening. And uh, I always find it amazing when I hear the stories of missionaries of yesteryear who made a tremendous impact back in the 1920s and the 1930s. Anyway, Lillian Dixon and her husband moved to Taiwan to serve as missionaries. And after their kids had grown up, they were there quite a while. Uh, Lillian wanted to begin a mission, a mission that uh, of her own, and of course, with Jim's blessing, her husband, she set off to reach people in the most remote regions of Taiwan. She worked with medical missionaries at first. There were many medical mi- missionaries before the fact that they have now four Presbyterian um, uh, hospitals. Uh, it's amazing what, what the church, the impact the Christians have made on their whole country. They have been amazing people. And um, so they uh, founded schools. She, she and Jim walked thousands of miles through thick forest and rushing rivers. She founded schools and orphanages, she, clinics and churches. She even went out to, and founded Mustard Seed International, a mission organization that thrives in Canada as well as many others. Someone one asked, once asked Lillian Dixon how she could continue working so enthusiastically when she was surrounded by an ocean of suffering that could never be emptied and she responded, I just scoop out one bucket full at a time. (laughs) What a great answer. When you commit your life to Jesus, all he's asking for us is to scoop out our bucket full and nothing more, he will work through us to bring others to Jesus because seeing the harvest that Lillian and and Jim had is, is amazing. It's remarkable. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for people like Lillian and Jim who went to a country. We can't do that, but we have a mission field all around us. And there are people who just need to hear from us and be encouraged and know that God, our God, is the one they need right now in the person of Jesus who they can identify with, who will forgive their sins and will cleanse them from anything that they've done wrong. Why? Because God loves them. God loves them. We think of all those that need our prayers today. We think of Shannon and Crystal Brady, who's, gone through some, who's going through some treatments right now, and I'm sure they're leaving their toll on her body. Ken Crane, Tat DeWitt, Marie, uh, Lou Harvey, Harvey Jackson, Pearl, Sylvia Lynch, Betty Nealon, Lisa Nealon, Michael Nealon, Rob Patterson, Matthew Rue. Oh Lord, as we think of all these, I think of Harvey Jackson right now, he's going through a tough time. We pray Lord that you'd be with him through it. These deep waters are more than probably he can take. But well, we serve a big God who can minister right now in his hospital room in Jesus' name. We think of Earl, Earl Sargent and Stanley. We think of those in retirement homes Judith and Isabel, Fran, Norma, Louise and De- Lois and Danny, Donna and Lori. And there are probably many others that we have on our own hearts. And in your mercy, O oh Lord, right now, hear our prayers. We once again remember the frontline workers. We think of Steve Brown and we think of Carol and Jimmy and Catherine and many others who are on the front lines and are constantly facing this and have for two years or more. We ask Lord right now that you would surround them and protect them. We think of the turmoil downtown and we pray Lord that you'd bring a solution to this, we don't know it, but Lord, you can give wisdom to our leaders. They needed bad these days, especially. We pray now that you would be with us, that you would take all of these requests, Lord, and would you now visit them wherever they may be, whether it's hospitals or whether it's, it's those uh, police officers who work in the front line protect them and the trucking industry. Lord, now we pray that you would visit us. Would you please help us to grow deeper in you by touching the lives of others whatever way we can? Because Lord, ultimately, you are the great physician. You are the great director. You are the one who loves, would love to direct our lives so that we might grow deeper. The catch that we experience might be larger. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. So we're going to ask uh, Linda to close our service in prayer and ta- ta- encouraging us to have a closer walk with uh, with our Lord. Linda.
3: Amen. Uh-huh. None but thee, none but thee. When my feeble life is time for me will be no more. Me, to thy I'm shore, to thy shore.
2: Be be, be. Thank you, Linda. That's such a reassuring song at this point in time. And I trust that all of you will just re- uh, sing those words or the chorus that, uh, that uh, Joel led us in. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And let's remember that it never does cease. His mercies, they never end. We'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Sing those courses this week. Start right after the uh, the, uh, Zoom service. And uh, so I will pronounce the benediction and you can demute yourself or uh, take yourself off mute and... uh, greet one another. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit rest on each one of you now and forevermore. May the Lord keep you and sustain you, each one of you in Christ's name we pray. Amen. And so go in the strength of the Lord, be encouraged for as we walk closer to him, as we delve deeper God will bless us indeed.
0: Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elphin or Snow Road. We alternate week week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elphin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to hear from you soon and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.